The Paul Leslie Hour, helping people tell their stories. And now, your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. Welcome to the, another episode of the Paul Leslie Hour. And on this episode, we're joined by a composer, producer. Jordan Kritz is based in Nashville. His work has been featured on numerous recordings, as well as in films and on television, including Disney. National Geographic, CBS, PBS, ABC, NBC, ESPN, Lifetime, and more. Thank you so much for coming on the program. Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. I think most stories are best from the beginning. Where are you from originally? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm from Fort Worth, Texas, and uh, I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's kind of a a big small town kind of feel. I have been there, but tell us a little bit about what your some of your memories were, especially from a musical standpoint growing up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my dad was uh, very musical. He uh, he grew up doing plays, and then he uh, he sang opera as well. And so we we grew up, you know, going to the symphony, seeing the Forward Symphony and the Dallas Symphony, and from the classical series to the pop series. So I, I was always, you know, very, I guess, had a good culture in, you know, kind of several different genres of music growing up, which, which is, which is really great. And, um, and I started kind of picking out songs by ear on the piano, you know, and I was, I think five or six. And then my parents were like, Hey, you know, we need to, we want to cultivate that. And so I started doing classical piano and guitar really at the age of five or six and just started, um, started doing lessons and kind of learning the, the technicalities of it and the technique. Yeah. And then just kind of, just kind of kept going from there. This playing of classical music, was it something that was natural to you? Did you naturally gravitate towards classical music? Not really. My natural inclination was more just kind of playing by ear, more creating compositions really in a way you know and, and and writing songs and and even though there is that in classical a lot of the classical that you go to and see is people playing it exactly how a composer wrote it or how you know they their take on how they thought the composer meant it to be um be played and so in a way i i i enjoy that classical style but really that just gave me a good foundation, I think, to build upon what I'm doing. I always like to create myself. And so that's one of the reasons why I didn't stick with classical. I, I did classical performance on piano for a while. And one of the reasons I didn't really stay with that was I just, I needed to kind of break out and play kind of things that I've written. So yeah, it had a great effect on me but but i'm more just just a writer so even from a very young age you were drawn to create your own melodies Mm -hmm. yeah how did your piano teachers feel about that (laughs) well it's pretty funny i um since i played by ear growing up i um it took me a long time to learn how to read music and so my piano teachers would be working with me and they would say, okay, now play this piece and, and read it. And I would ask them to play it for me first to see how it went. 
and then I would literally just fake him out. <laughs> so I would just play what I heard and kind of act like, like, I hope this is the time you turn the page. And, <laughs> and so one of my teachers eventually caught me on that. <laughs> I was like, you're not reading, are you? I was like, no, I'm not reading at all. So it's pretty funny. But yeah, they, you know, I had good teachers that would teach me, you know, the basics and, and the theory and the technical side, but also they, they really enjoyed and pushed me to write my own music and create, which I think would be, you know, which is really good. I think that can also be stifled sometimes, but I was definitely fortunate to not have that. Who would you say are the musicians, the bands, the artists that have had the biggest influence on you? Oh man. <laughs> so many, I would say, I mean, early on, I mean, anywhere from, you know, Sting, uh, the police, you two, Bruce Springsteen. I really enjoy it. on a, on a more like classical side. I really love, you know, Mozart and Debussy and some of that kind of romantic period era, kind of where Debussy was and all the way up to, I mean, I, I listen to so many different, different types of music. I loved like, you know, oldies stuff and Beach Boys and kind of that surf rock and, you know, then up into the 90s, which 90s alternative and rock was a really great time as well. Yeah, there's so many, so many artists from just such a, a broad genre. This might be a difficult question, but who would you mm -hmm. say is more, most like Jordan Kritz? Who would you compare yourself to? Like a band or a composer or what what would what do you mean? Anything that someone would listen to, would you say, okay, it's kind of like this? Well, that's a good question. I think <laughs> as a, a goal in a composer is to always just kind of, you know, have your own sound. But, you know, like all of us, I think everything our sound is always a conglomeration of our influences. So on a composing side, it really just depends on the film as well. You know, a, a lot of my, my stuff I've done for, you know, Disney or, or national geographic has been a mixture of some strings with some like world influences. And, um, and then, you know, there's some, some people say some of my stuff sounds like, you know, Thomas Newman or, or some of those, those really great, film composers. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't, I, I think it's really just so many different styles kind of that influenced me. Um, I kind of just try to write what feels right and never really kind of try to write into a certain style in a way, as long as the music just fits, you know, what's going on. Tell me about the decision that you made to go to Nashville. Was it an easy decision? Was it Something that made you nervous? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it definitely was like a, was a pretty big, you know, step into the unknown, step of faith. I, I think, though, I mean, I've been working up here for years on and off. I'm, you know, originally from Texas. And yeah, it, you know, to uproot everything is always, you know, you really just have to, like, <laughs> you know, you're kind of jumping off. But I think anything worthwhile takes that. 
it takes a little bit of jumping out of your comfort zone. But, you know, I knew it was a place where there were so many, uh, you know, great artists and writers and, and there's just such a great community that's creative. And even when I was in Texas, there are some great creatives there, but it just, it wasn't like this, this big community aspect. And so I was really excited. You know, the collaboration has been one of the greatest things in Nashville. So. When you came out to Nashville, how did you get yourself established? Well, I, um, I'd really just been, uh, I, I'd done a lot of establishing when I was in Texas. I would, I was a, yeah, I do producing also, um, as well as composing and, and I'd, you know, written for a lot of things and produced a few bands that, um, you know, got some major deals. And so I'd been doing that, but I, I, I think as far as just establishment, I've never really promoted. I've just kind of gone through word of mouth. And, you know, when I started out you know, doing Pro Tools, I, you know, got a rig when I was 17 and started shadowing guys, guys that I really loved, either mixing guys or, or producers. I would hire them and then sit with them. And so I, I, uh, I, I just started doing things for free and started charging slowly, you know, and then built up to where I am now. And so, yeah, I, I think in a way we're we're always trying to, I guess, establish ourselves, you know, and, and who we are and our art. But yeah, I didn't really do any promotion, just just as many records as I could, you know, the best way I could, and then just kind of left it up to to word of mouth. If you could go back and tell yourself anything. The, the version of yourself that came to Nashville when you were first arriving, mm -hmm. what advice would you have given yourself? That's a good question. I think I probably wouldn't because I think the journey of, of what I learned, um, you know, has been such an integral part of my life. But for me or anyone, you know, I would, I would say to try not to do everything yourself, find, find the best, uh, find what you love to do first. Don't, don't try to, you know, do something that you think, you know, will just, don't just chase money or don't just chase the radio or, or, um, significance in, you know, success, but find what you love and then know, really find your strengths and get with people that, um, you know, in a collaboration that will kind of fill those holes, you know? And so like, if your strength is, is, you know, doing the track and the melodies and the music, get with someone who's an amazing lyricist who you guys will compliment each other and don't try to do it all, you know, just be the best version of yourself. That that's probably the, the biggest thing for me and, and pursue really just pursue what you love and, you know, write songs that you would stand behind, you know, for your lifetime. And do you collaborate a lot? Like for example, with a lyricist, I do. Yeah. I mean, I, I write as well, but I, um, yeah, I, I'll collaborate with a lot of artists. Um, I do a lot of film and TV, um, work. So it's composing and then, you know, the film and TV more with like, uh, with songs, um, with lyrics. And so, yeah, I'll, I'll collaborate with lead singers of bands, you know, that want to get more into kind of the film and TV world outside of their sound or their brand. And, um, yeah, so I'll write with him, and, and we'll make a song, and you'll know, get the right people to pitch it, and 
and uh, and put it out there. It's really fun. It, it kind of opens up a new world of creativity as well uh, when you're collaborating because um, you're kind of getting outside of you know your normal. If you have a band and a certain brand, you know you can get outside of that and you can say things and do things that you typically wouldn't. So that that's a really fun part about it. So I collaborate, you know, probably once a week um, with an artist and do a song. Would you say that you're more at home composing alone? Uh, I love composing alone, but I think that if I if I just did that, it can get pretty lonely, you know, when you're just kind of in your head and you're in the studio, and so. I'm definitely grateful to kind of do producing also uh, and working with artists. I, for me, the blend of that is the best. Um, and if I just worked with artists, I would want to go back to more composing. So I kind of just, you know, just go between the two and, um, and that's always really great. And just bringing people into the studio, even when I'm composing, um, you know, all right. And then try to use some live string players. And that's always fun. Cause that, you know, you're not just by yourself the whole time and, you know, you can get, get some music out and played by other people and get the power behind it. When you're creating some of these recordings, like for example, the things that have appeared in Disney, National Geographic, some of these network television productions, Mm -hmm. is it usually a melody that already has been created by you or is it something that you're making on assignment? Yeah, well, those two uh, things specifically were were completely different. So um, sometimes, you know, a director will come to you and say, hey, you know, I want you to see our film, basically. And they'll have some temp music or, or a vibe and you'll figure out where the music needs to be and you'll spot the session. And then you'll literally just write for like you'll write to film. And then sometimes... I'll just write songs for licensing, you know, songs that I love and melodies I love. So with the National Geographic one, they had a movie called Before the Flood um, come out. And it was, it had Leo DiCaprio in it and a few others. And it was the big climate change movie. And they ended up using one of my songs for their, that had already been done um, for their trailer. And then they also used some of the music that I'd already done in the actual uh, movie but the composers from that one were uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, who were amazing composers. So they just kind of, you know, dropped my stuff in. But then the Disney thing, they said, hey, you know, we want you to write, um, write to it. So, you know, it's just really completely different ways of going about it. And it's really just different for the project. Would you say that you do more of one than the other? Um. Yeah, I, I would do, I would say people um, license my music for things more than I do custom work. So I'll just, you know, every, every few months I'll, I'll just write, I'm constantly writing. So I just write melodies I love and songs I love, and then, you know, we'll have them for licensing. And so I, that, that's most of what I do. Um, but I really enjoy the custom work when it comes, but it's, it's definitely less than you know just licensing the songs that are already there what does it feel like for you when you're watching a movie or you you know you flick on the television and you're watching a scene and then all of a sudden you hear it you can't mistake it that's your work oh yeah 
Yeah, it's a it's an amazing feeling. Um, it's I think what we all try to accomplish is just the work, not necessarily standing alone, but the work bringing power to whatever you're watching. You know, and when that fits, um, it's pretty amazing. And and I you know it's like art really is greater than ourselves. And so it's that it's that moment to where you just you're creating and you're just throwing stuff around and trying to trying out melodies and and somehow something clicks and you know you you do a few tracks together that create something that you never would have thought before and and it and it is powerful you know and that i think that's how you can really enjoy enjoy it from a listener standpoint as well because you were just kind of a birth giver and not necessarily you know i didn't i didn't create you know the 12 tone scale <laughs> you know i'm really just kind of moving things around and, and finding different different melodies and and then sometimes it just clicks and it just works perfect with the scene and um yeah there's really nothing like it honestly that feeling is what keeps me going with this it's one it's one of the best not having necessarily anything to do with with making a living or profit if you could do any artistic endeavor what is something that you're aspiring or dreaming to do that you haven't done yet? I would love to keep putting out these songs and it grow to a point where I could um, go play some live shows, like go on tour uh, and just go and have like team up with different symphony orchestras and have a night um, to play the songs live. There's just nothing like, you know, being in a room feeling the power of of live players um so yeah that's something that i would love to do to perform with a symphony mm -hmm. yeah wow i could imagine a lot of these pieces that you've you've composed how how exciting they would be to hear live oh definitely well what is on the horizon with jordan kritz what are you working on like lately I'm just, I'm working on some more, um, composing work, more licensing work. And, um, I'm releasing every month a new song on, you know, Spotify, Apple music, Amazon, all the, all the outlets doing that. And then just, you know, uh, I, I, I have, I team up with several different artists, like I'd mentioned, and, uh, I've got about five different, um, projects coming out in the next few months. So yeah, a lot. Just just trying to trying to just create, you know, what's inspiring and, and hope other people enjoy it as well. How important is it for an artist today to be on these different platforms like Spotify, Pandora, SoundCloud? Yeah, I think uh, I think it's very important. Um, you know, there, there's different philosophies on on you know how how different people do their business with those but i think to just be able to have outlets for your music and, and have you know people all around the world be able to have access to it i think that's incredibly important and you know it's something that we haven't been able to have really until recently and so technology has been amazing in that way you know we just have to navigate it you know figure out you know, how it makes sense for everyone. But I mean, just to have, you know, I have a lot of, you know, people from all around the world 
message me, you know, that are listening to the music. And I mean, it's, it's amazing. So yeah, I would, I would say I, I would always get that stuff out there for people to, to listen to. What is the best thing about being Jordan Critz? <laughs> Interesting question. Uh, honestly, I'm just, I'm, I'm grateful to be able to do this. I mean, the music is a, is a, a hard thing to do full time. And, you know, I just been working a long time and just found a niche. And honestly, it's just amazing to be able to wake up every morning and um, have a melody and be able to have a job where I can go, you know, just go, you know, search that melody and, and put it down and, and record it every day. I mean, that's, that's the greatest thing. If anyone wants information on your work or to listen to it, they can go to jordancritz.com. That's spelled C-R-I-T-Z. Thank you very much for spending time with us. Thank you, Paul. I want to give you the stage now. For anyone who's listening in, wherever they might be hearing, what would you say to them? Totally open-ended. Yeah. Um, I think on a kind of on a creative place, I would say the biggest thing that I've found, you know, in, in doing this is just pursue what makes you happy. Pursue what gives you joy in your art. Like I mentioned a little bit before, but there's this feeling that, you know, we, we think that, oh man, if I just get a hit song or if I just get an, a bigger placement, then that will kind of, that'll make me, you know, that'll give me happiness. But, you know, I've, I've had, I've tasted those things and they don't. And the, I think the greatest thing to do is just find out what you're gifted in and pursue, you know, art and pursue what you love and what feels great and not, you know, not pursue what you think you should be doing or pursue necessarily just financial gain you know, or, you know, success in that way. Those things are good and they come and go, but, um, yeah, just, just do what you love. Well spoken. Well, thank you again. Until next time. All right. Thank you. I appreciate you. All right. The Paul Leslie Hour is hosted, produced, and written by Paul Leslie for Lifestyles Entertainment. For information, visit thepaulleslie.com. Thank you for being with us. Until next time.